0: In this episode, I speak about the illusion of ambition. Welcome to a new episode of Modita's podcast, From Pain to Being. The podcast in which I take you beyond the pain in your life to who you essentially are deep inside. How can you deal with your feelings? How can you find peace in your head? What exactly is behind your pain? And above all, how can you be yourself more and more? Just take a deep breath And exhale. I wish you much joy in listening. Last year I am confronted many times with myself. uh, In the area of ambition. So I... I was doing the marketing for my work. I offer family constellations and Osho meditations, Japanese face massage, and uh, also I offer consultations. And I, um, I need marketing for that. And luckily, I like marketing. Otherwise, you cannot have your own company if you also don't like marketing as well. But it is not easy to make visible what you offer, and that is needed for people to find me. So I was doing a lot in... um, uh, looking at webinars about marketing, uh, doing a course or doing, seeing YouTube movies. And I was experimenting a lot with that. And um, yeah, I also found, for example, a group of very motivated and enthusiastic women who love marketing and who were sharing their success with marketing. And they did it with uh, many means also, for example, um, uh, webinars which which were very pushing to sell their course or their uh, workshop or their product. And I noticed that I don't like to be pushed myself, so this is not my way. But I was also impressed by the big um, numbers of people they reached and by uh, the money also they earned. And um, I was taken by their enthusiasm and I tried it out, but... In the beginning, it felt very nice, but later on, I felt, oh my God, this is not my my thing. This is really not my thing. I lose my authenticity. I lose my um, focus on the value of offering something that is really precious to me in um, this is what I focus on by making my podcast episodes and my YouTube uh, movies and uh, whatever I offer. So I noticed that I was uh, comparing with them and that I came in a kind of uh, flow that was uh, wanted to uh, push me to the top in a way. And I was pulled out of the core of my, my being, of the core of what is precious for me to share and the way that is precious for me to share. And this is ambition, to, to wanting to be at the top, uh, wanting to have numbers. And of course, always it was my wish to to sell my books better, not because of money, because with a book you almost earn nothing, maybe one dollar for one book. The rest goes to the publisher and to the um, Amazon, or in the Netherlands it is uh, (laughs) bol.com. So it was not about the money, but... Those books uh, uh, in English it's one book, Depression: a Stepping Stone Towards Bliss. In this book, I share how you can understand depression better and how you what it can be a way to get out of it. So, because all those things I share in my book helped me so much, I wanted to share them, these things with others. To offer tools to come out of the depression. So, for that, I need the marketing, I need to to make myself visible, otherwise, people cannot find me and not also not my book. So, yeah, but it was very good that I saw. Oh, now I I come in the rut of the ambition, and this is. Not uh, what I want to do, then I cannot play anymore, then I cannot enjoy the moment anymore, then my, my focus is only on numbers and on. Uh, and also I noticed that the ambition is based on comparison, comparison with others. For example, I was looking at those successful women successful in the sense of uh, uh, numbers and money and all that, of course they were also enthusiastic and this is what what I feel beautiful about them and what inspired me, but uh, I was comparing myself with them and then it looked like, oh my god, uh, my figures are so small. And when I look now, those small figures, they fit me better than for me personally. Because not that I like small figures as such, but um, when um, when I am there where I am and from there build up slowly, slowly more visibility, that feels good to me. Then it is connected with me and with my heart and with my being. But when I'm comparing, I also compare myself with people who are uh, less visible than me. So comparison as such, it felt ugly, even when I often do it, to be honest. And comparison is also uh, something we are educated in, we, we, we learn in the school already by um, uh, the teacher gives us a, a note like uh, and then you can see if you, if you are better or uh, um, worse in your results than a fellow student where nobody is better or worse, everybody is unique, and maybe something is good in mathematics and another person is good in singing or something like that, but singing is often not so much valued in the school. So comparison as such is a very um, ugly phenomenon, even when I have to see so many times that I am doing that. So as soon as I see that I am moving towards a space of ambition or comparison, I try to pull myself back to just uh, doing and enjoying what I do and also resting in between. Uh, So what I... I was also searching what Osho says about uh, ambition. And uh, I have even a whole book from Osho about uh, ambition. It's it's a compilation of uh, texts from different uh, books of discourses from Osho. And I found uh, such a beautiful text that I uh, want to read this text for you also to share it with you and um, it's about the pathology of ambition so here come (coughs) the words from Osho all cultures and all religions condition you to feel negative about yourself Nobody is loved or appreciated for just being him or herself. You are asked to prove whether you are of any worth. Bring gold medals from the sports field. Achieve success. Money. Power. Prestige. Respectability. Prove yourself. Your worth is not intrinsic. That's what you have been taught. Your worth has to be proved. Hence, a deep antagonism towards oneself arises. A deep feeling that I am worthless as I am, unless proved otherwise. Very few people can succeed in this competitive world. Millions and millions of people are competing. How to succeed? How many people can become presidents and prime ministers? In a country of millions, only one person will become the president. But deep down, everybody hankers for the job. Millions will feel that they are unworthy. How many people can become great painters? Yet everybody has something to create. How many people can become great poets like Shakespeare, Milton or Shelley? Yet everybody has some poetry to give to the world. But when it becomes an ambition, ambition itself is anti-poetic. The idea of success is torturing you. It is the greatest calamity that has happened to humanity. The idea of success, that you have to succeed. And success means you have to compete. You have to fight, by fair means or foul, it doesn't matter. Once you succeed, everything is okay. The key point is success. Even if by foul means you succeed, once you are successful, whatever you have done is acceptable. Success changes the quality of all your acts. Success changes evil means into good ones. So the only question is how to succeed? How to reach the top? And naturally, very few people can reach the top. If everybody is trying to reach Everest, how many people can stand there? There is not much space at the peak. Only one person can be there with ease. The millions who were also striving will feel like failures. And great despair will settle in their souls. They will start feeling negative. This is a wrong kind of education. It is utterly poisonous, this so-called education that has been given to you. Your schools and college, colleges, your universities, are poisoning you. They are creating misery for you. They are the places where hells are manufactured, but in such a beautiful way that you never become aware of what is going on. The whole world has become a hell because of wrong education. Any education that is based on the idea of ambition is going to create hell on earth and it has succeeded. Everybody is suffering and feeling inferior. This is really a strange situation. Nobody is inferior and nobody is superior because each individual is unique. No comparison is possible. You are you and you are simply you and you cannot be anybody else and there is no need either. You need not become famous. You need not be a success in the eyes of the world. These are all foolish ideas. All that you need is to be creative, loving, aware, meditative. If you feel poetry arising in you, write it for yourself, for your husband for your children, for your friends and forget all about it. Sing your song and if nobody listens, sing it alone and enjoy it. Go to the trees and they will applaud and appreciate it or talk to the birds and the animals and they will understand far more human beings that have been poisoned for centuries with wrong concepts of life. The ambitious person is pathological. You feel negative about yourself because that's how you have been made to feel. Your parents have done it to you. This is your heritage. Your teachers have done it to you. Your religious leaders have too. Your political leaders have done it to you. And so many people are doing it that, naturally, you have accepted the very idea that you are worthless, that you don't have any intrinsic meaning or value, that you don't have any significance of your own. Each parent is saying to each child, Prove that you have some worth. Being, just being, is not enough. Some doing is needed. My whole approach is that being is intrinsically valuable. Just that you are is such a gift from existence. What more can you ask for? Just to breathe in this beautiful existence is proof enough that existence loves you, that it needs you. Otherwise, you would not be here. You are. Existence has given birth to you. There must have been an immense need. And you have filled the gap. Without you, existence would be less. And when I say this, I am saying it not only to you. I am saying it to the trees, to the birds, to the animals, to the pebbles on the shore. A single pebble less on the immense seashore and the seashore would not be the same. A single flower less, and the universe would miss it. Express your hiddenmost core. Sing your song, and don't be worried what it is. Don't expect anybody to upload it. There is no need. Singing in itself should be the reward. If you want to really live, you will need a deep yes in your heart. It is only yes that allows you to live. It gives you nourishment. It gives you space to move. Just watch. Even when repeating the word yes, Something starts opening up in you. Say no and something shrinks. Say no, repeat no and you are killing yourself. Say yes and you will feel overflowing. Say yes and you are ready to love, to live, to be. To me, each individual is superb, unique. I don't compare individuals. Comparison is not my way. Because comparison is always ugly and violent. I will not say you are inferior to anybody. You are just yourself. And you are needed as you are. And you are incomparable, as everybody else is. These are the words from Osho. I remember now um, a story which I want to share with you. It is actually a book from uh, Hermann Hesse and the name of the book is Siddhartha. And it is such a beautiful book, I feel. It, it has a long time been my, been my small Bible. So precious. And um, it's actually the story of a Buddha. Buddha's name was, uh, before uh, he was called Buddha, it, it was Siddhartha. And... It's a long time ago that I have read this book. So uh, maybe what I tell is not exactly what is in the book. And maybe I mix it also up with the story of the history of uh, Buddha. But I want to tell you the essence that it that I have taken out of it. And that is what I share now with you. So... Uh, Siddhartha was a prince. He was the child of a king. And so he lived in lux- luxury. He was uh, they were very rich and Siddhartha enjoyed uh, uh, all the beauty of the king of the king's palace and of the many Uh, festivals and the connection with beautiful women when he grew up and the beautiful gardens and the king didn't want Siddhartha to see anything that was uh, connected with deterioration or uh, sickness or death he wanted to keep that away from his uh, son And uh, once when they were making a tour through the city and old people were standing by the side and waving at them, uh, Siddhartha saw um, a very old man. He was handicapped and crippled. And he had never seen such a thing uh, that someone was old or uh, crippled or handicapped and he went out of the carriage, and he went to this man and asked him what, why he was looking like this. And the man said, "I am simply sick and old, and I will die soon." And then uh, Siddhartha wanted to know, "What is this? Uh, this dead?" And later on, he saw also a dead body being carried away. And then he noted he was. It was an eye opener for him. He thought. Oh my God! All this uh, luxury, luxurious life, is just a surface, and uh, I am going to die. So he started seeing the meaning of life in a different perspective because now also death had entered into his uh, consciousness, and finally he left the palace. He ran. He ran away, and in the real story of buddha he even left his wife and his child and um, siddhartha went uh, in the book of Hermann hesse this siddhartha he went into the forest and he became an ascetic person he stopped almost stopped eating and He had almost no clothes and he wanted really to go to the core of his being. He wanted to know, who am I? And he wanted to uh, renounce all the material things. And for years he lived in this forest. He did yoga exercises, he meditated and he was almost starving from hunger and Siddhartha also tried the totally opposite side. He was uh, becoming a merchant. He started selling things and uh, going in the marketplace and uh, uh, making money by selling things, by uh, connecting with people and uh, totally living the life of the marketplace and um, he also got a, a wife and a son and he felt uh, this is also not what I'm looking for. This is also this also this doesn't bring me closer to myself and to, to the fulfillment. And what he was always longing for, and this is what appeals very much to me, he was also always longing to be, um, to belong to the child people, and with child people he meant someone, uh, people who are uh, sharing their life with each other, who are um, uh, equal to each other, who are um, having fights and also loving, love each other, have friendships with each other. Um, are living their joy in and dancing, and also live their misery and uh, sickness and death. Um, he wanted to belong. He wanted to belong to humanity, uh, to belong to the child people. And this why why does this appeal so much to me? Because this is also my wish. So many times in my life in my in my search for meditation and also my uh, my studying to be a doctor and to studying to be a therapist I uh, in fact many times I wanted to be better than others even when this is of course has nothing to do with meditation at all I wanted to to prove myself, uh, to to myself, but also uh, to others. And the the other side of the coin was that I also could feel very inferior to others and almost shrink away. And I could almost never feel that I am equal to others, that I am just uh, one of the others. And... Uh, I don't mean that I want to be a sheep who is following other people or who want to adjust to other people or to to do concessions um, and not living my uniqueness and my truth. But um, uh, to to feel superior is standing on a self-imagined top of a hill, which is very lonely which is a kind of safe feeling but at the same time isolated and lonely and also fake of course and to feel inferior is uh, to feel like like um, yeah shrunken version of myself so it appealed very much to me this longing to be one of the child people So Siddhartha searched in every possible way, all different aspects from life. And finally he was old and he went to a river and wanted to cross the river. And a boatman uh, put him uh, uh, across the river and then uh, siddhartha was standing there the old siddhartha and he was looking in the water and then in the water he so reflected his face but the water was moving it and he saw all the faces of he have he has had in his whole life all kind of faces all kind of masks and sometimes a true face and then a mask again and he was looking and looking in the river how many faces of himself he saw and he was looking for his original face. And um, he decided to become a boatman and to bring people from one shore of the river to the other shore of the river. A very humble Job and a job in which he had a short contact with the people who told him something of their life um, and he became more and more one of the child's people and he, he met the people a short while and then they left and he didn't meet them again and he, every day he kept looking in the river, but also slowly, slowly he started listening to the river, to the musical sound of the river. And the river gave so many messages and the river was a flowing, just a flow, um, not with any ambition, but just going from high to low, finally to the sea. Flowing by itself without any effort, in a humble way, just being and uh, moving and uh, meeting the rocks and resistance and anyhow moving on. And the river taught learned him so much. And actually, I I remember this story so many times as I go uh, always to a small a small, very small river I have found in my city, where I can um, lean over the fence uh, uh, from the bridge uh, across this river, of this small stream, and then I listen. It has such a musical sound, and sometimes when I'm worried about something, I listen to what this uh, stream has to tell me, but also many times i just look the how it is bubbling when it has rained uh, with much force and sometimes more calm but always with its musical friendly sound and flowing ahead and without knowing where and it gives me so much so this was what i wanted to share with you in this Episode. Thank you for listening to this episode. I hope it has given you a new insight or perspective. I love interaction. So if you want to share your experience, contact me through the email address you find in the description below this episode. I will always answer you. I wish that you will experience joy in everyday life and inner peace and that you will be able to transform your pain into being. You can follow the episodes of this podcast via Spotify, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast or Podbean by clicking the follow or subscribe button. If you listen via the Apple Podcast, And this is only possible if you have an iPhone, you have an extra advantage. Because if you click the subscribe button, you will always receive a message on your mobile phone when another episode of my podcast appears, to which I would like to invite you warmly.